morning. Welcome back to Juice in the Morning. This is a uh, NFL Sunday special for you guys. This is the last one we're doing for the month of November, but we are working on putting together a project for next year and uh, possibly the years after that. Um, but this week I have with me again is Polly from Polly Sleepers. How's it going, buddy? Good morning, Polly Sleepers fans. <laughs> hey, Juice. It's great, man. This is the last uh, the last one here. We planned a four-part series for november uh back in september and uh and it it happened yeah Uh, i think we did did a good job so far this is a good uh dipping the toes in the water and figuring out how uh how to do this thing with uh fantasy football because like i said i i have some knowledge but i feel like uh bringing you guys in is a lot better than just listening to me try to talk about fantasy football well, you you con- you contribute really well. A little uh, bit, yeah. I guess. But uh, also with us is Jackson Mears, and uh, he is part of Paulie's team. So, how's it going today, man? Man, it's a great day. It's Sunday. We're getting ready for some football. So, yeah. I'm super excited. <laughs> I love it. And you guys are getting ready to go to the game today, right? At the Indianapolis Colts Tennessee game. That is correct. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, see them play a division game. I think that they usually stand pretty strong against the Titans. It should be a pretty pumped up uh, uh, game. Um, you know, division game, and uh, Colts have had a week to rest. Uh, Gathers is back, um, so you know, um, Brissett needed some time to get acclimated there. I mean, they, yeah. we signed him like five days before the season started. <laughs> I mean, that's barely an exaggeration, yeah. really. Um, so he, he's getting into it, man, and he could ball. He could run. Mm-hmm. Um, Loving some Jack Doyle and yep. hitting him up, so uh, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So let's just jump right in because a lot of the people listening might just be right a- right away trying to get some lineups in for daily fantasy. So uh, take it away, Polly. All right. We're going to give out uh, some of our favorites, and then we'll do a rapid fire at the end. So please stay tuned for the whole podcast, and we'll get it in in time for you guys to uh, get some lineups in before the game. Um, so um, we're on Jerry Goff this week, um, and and we'll get into you know why we like these guys later. But I've uh, been playing a lot of Jerry Goff this year, and uh, I'm going to pair him. This is lineup one with uh, Tevin Coleman, uh, Alvin Kamara, AK-41, Julio Jones, Kenny Stills, uh, Cooper Cup, Tyler Croft, Duke Johnson and the Falcons D. And then we're going to do another Goff with Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley. This is lineup number two Goff, CMC, Gurley, Kenny Stills, Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup, Tyler Croft, Duke Johnson, and the Eagles D. And then we're going to do another Goff with uh, um, Hunt, Kamara, Stills, Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup, Jack Doyle, Tariq Cohen, and the Eagles D. Nice. So <clears throat> we're sticking with Goff, huh? Like, what's he—he's somebody that I feel like has kind of just kind of come out of nowhere this year, right? I mean, is it the—is it the run game, the defense, and everything like that kind of coming into play for him, or what? It's—it's it's everything put together. It's the greatest show on turf 2.0. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. they're averaging like three thirty plus points a game. It's amazing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, McVay has put something really special together there, and they they definitely focused on defense in the draft and their offensive line, spent money to get some uh, really proven offensive linemen. And there's there's teams that don't even start five guys yeah. that, are, uh, that can even touch, you know, some of their backups. They've yeah. got a really deep line um, and just a great g- game plan. And, and Goff can ball out, man. I mean, he's uh, – you know, sometimes it takes time for you know these guys to show their true potential, and we're just seeing it in Alex Smith, who's oh, yeah. been around for a while. For sure, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's fantastic. They're doing great. So, so Jackson focuses a lot on the cornerback wide receiver matchups for you. So, what do you think about the the Rams and their wide receiver core? Because I I don't feel like there's any guy that I feel like is their their big money guy. Like that's just like you know I don't know. It, 
back in the day like a DeAndre Hopkins or anything like that. They don't have anybody like that, I don't feel like. Yeah, no one sticks out. I mean, if you look at him, you got Watkins, um, you got Robert Woods, um, and you got Cooper Cup. I yeah. mean, nothing really blows a top off right there when you look at the look at the line, mm-hmm. but it's a well-run machine. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, if you have three guys that can put up numbers, I mean, unfortunately, Woods is out this week, yeah. um, and he is a USC product, mm-hmm. best university in the land. <laughs> um, but... I mean, Cup's going to destroy this week. Watkins, is he's so up in the air. Yeah. I mean, you look at how high when he got drafted by Buffalo, and it's like the potential when he came out was yeah. good. But he hasn't performed Yeah, he's been struggling. Two. He's been struggling quite a bit. And I'm also just kind of looking through the uh, game log for, um, we, for season-long fantasy with uh, Jerry Goff, and it seems like the teams that he's struggled against are very strong defensive teams. So it looks like Seattle, Jacksonville, and Minnesota are the only weeks that he hasn't put up big – decent decent numbers so that seems pretty pretty standard right i mean vikings jacksonville jacksonville has had a surprisingly good d this year to me anyways it might not be surprising to other people but. Uh, jacksonville is uh so kind of backlog on a story uh during our, uh, dr- our work draft mm. um everyone was picking up denver seattle early on i was like seriously yeah and i was like you know what i'm gonna pick a good kicker and then i'm gonna come back with the defense and i actually mm. picked up jacksonville <laughs> in the last round and nice. i mean they've yeah they i'm in that league jackson season. drafted jacksonville has played them all year and yeah. wow i mean that's uh that's a game changer right yeah, there. Yeah, and they've, they've been really, really killing it. <laughs> uh, okay, so the main thing, or the second thing that I wanted to get into, did, did you get your lineups that you wanted to get in right away? Or do you have, did um, you have more? I definitely have to... time for more if you want to just hit some up real quick. Yeah. Um, let's do, um, we're going to do Brissett at home uh, with Tariq Cohen, um, uh, Mark Ingram, Julio Jones, Corey Davis, <clears throat> T.Y. Hilton, um, uh, Tyler Croft, Robbie Anderson, and the Eagles D., uh, Tyrod Taylor with Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, Mohamed Sanu, Zay Jones, Robbie Anderson, George Kittle, Alvin Kamara, and the Eagles D. Uh, Marcus Mariota uh, is the next one with uh, Duke Johnson, Todd Gurley, uh, Ty, Ty, uh, H- T.Y. Hilton, Robbie Anderson, Doug Baldwin, George Kittle, Larry Fitzgerald, and the Browns D. And uh, one more, Cam Newton. With uh, Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, Julio Jones, Kenny Stills, uh, Sammy Watkins, George Kittle, J- Duke Johnson, and the Eagles D. So Kittle, Kittle is the is a tight end. Uh, yeah, George where, Kittle. Where was he from? Um, well, he was. Uh, uh, he I haven't went, heard that. If you haven't even heard that name. <laughs> uh, he went to University of Iowa with uh, Bethford, uh, okay. and and he was his tight end. So they had the connection already. So. Right uh, he was hurt last week, and Garrett Sellett came in, and uh, that was a great matchup that I told everybody to play, and he mm-hmm. smashed, or maybe it was two weeks ago. But uh, anyway, Kittle's back from health, and mm-hmm. uh, just at the price point that I needed to hit to to get some of these other big players, and that's that you know the Pauly Sleepers concept. Yeah. And this week the sleepers are uh, Croft and uh, Cooper Cup and Kenny Stills and um, Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Davis, uh, Zay Jones, some yeah. really cheap guys that are in smash spots. So, so this week is there is there any weather affecting any of these teams, guys? Do you guys have anything? Because we talked about that last week. 
Uh, yeah, Bears, Eagles, um, and I didn't have a chance to double check it this morning, but last night, uh, I'm only concerned if winds are going to be in the 15 to 25 mile an hour range, mm-hmm. 20 miles an hour and up. Um, not so much rain or snow. There's not really going to be rain or snow, maybe drizzles, maybe flurries, yeah. but there's potential for up to 25 mile an hour wind, winds in the Bears and Eagles game and in the New England and Miami game. Okay. And notice I don't say a lot of Tom Brady today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think him and Gronk are going to be in bubble wrap here really soon. They're both healthy. <laughs> They want them healthy for the playoffs, and they're going to be asking them to do less and less. Yeah, um, we already saw it last week with Gronk and Amendola smashed. Um, so uh, you know, I, I'm not playing him. I mean, that might be a huge mistake. Yeah, I, we played a bunch of him last week, but I just think there's value uh, for cheaper uh, with guys that have the yeah. same kind of shootout blow up potential. So just for uh, more uh, of a personal look at my uh, year long fantasy team. I had uh, Matt Stafford and Golden Tate playing on the uh, Thanksgiving game. So what I want to know from your guys' perspective, is Golden Tate going to come back for me during the playoffs? Because it seems like it's been more Marvin Jones uh, as of late. So what do you guys think about that? I think Tate will. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, the the trickiest position on defense is a slot corner. Yeah. Um, and even like dissecting the wide receiver cornerback chart from pro football focus that I do, the slot corners are the worst graded corners in the league. Um, so when you get a shifty guy like Golden Tate, it just takes one play. Yeah. It takes one play for him to take it. Right. And to take off on that, just to expound on that a little bit, um, you know, Tate um, got moved back into the slot this year yeah. um, to go off of what Jackson was saying. But um, also, um, uh, Matt Stafford in the last five years is in the top five in the league for targeting that position. Mm-hmm. And that's also his, his natural you know, position and where he thrives the most. So, um, unfortunately, he does do a disappearing act on you, and, and having a guy like Marvin Jones on there, yeah, uh, it might affect that. But I mean, he he, you know, he's had a couple bad weeks, but definitely, yeah, uh, he's somebody you'll be able to count on. <clears throat> yeah, because I I have Stafford, and I have um, <clears throat> I did have yeah, I have Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, I I played I played Stafford over Roethlisberger, which I don't think was a a good move this week, but I was looking at the projections. I was looking how well Matt has played on uh, Thanksgiving Day, so I was just like, "Yeah, and at home too." Him. I mean, it was definitely uh, on paper. You know, the the football gods will come down and rain hell on you. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> Plus, it does benefit when you don't have a running game. So yeah. when you're throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game, I mean, it just takes one play for and, someone to break. And this week was kind of like his. This was kind of a, I would say a look at how his year has gone almost all year for me playing him in a fantasy um, league because of the fact that, you know, he starts off really weak and then he scores a couple touchdowns at the end of the game and you're like, your your day is salvaged. So it's kind of a, it's it's a really, um, it's really nerve wracking when you're watching the, the, the box score if you're not able to watch the game. And that's what was happening because I was at Thanksgiving day, day dinner with my family. So I'm like sitting there watching the box score and seeing that he has like negative two points to start the game. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, what is he doing? And then he, he, he picks it up at the end. But um, <clears throat> second person I wanted to talk about though is, is Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is a player I picked up root like I drafted him thinking like you know I like the way he looked last year Fantastic. and um, he's been having insane numbers this year is it because he's going up against worse defense or is it just because he's that guy 
Thielen plays most of his snaps out of the slot too. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, the, so that's I, the biggest thing. But I, I mean, know my strategy next year. I'm going for the slot guys, especially yeah. in PPR leagues. <laughs> yeah. So it's PPR league, right? Yeah. Well, those guys are going to get you know more targets and more catches, and and they're not touchdown dependent. Yeah. Um, if you you know if you play, I mean, Thielen will have eight for ninety, and that's a yeah. great game. He doesn't have to score. That's exactly what he has to get you. Uh, <laughs> is it yeah. okay? Eight for eighty nine. But I'm going to give you are that. You I'm going to give you that. Well, thanks. Um, no, I mean you know things that you want to look for when you're drafting a team you know and I mean we are coming up on the end of the year and the offseason is the best time to start planning your strategy mm-hmm. um, is is look for guys that got hot at the end of, of the previous year mm-hmm. and Thielen got really hot last year moving in uh, um, and and got more acclimated to that offense. And Diggs isn't always there, and Diggs has that injury history. So sometimes he's relied upon to be the guy. Yeah. And and he could be the guy. And I love the yellow gloves, man. <laughs> have you seen that? I, have. I mean, he you know he's just you just look back, and especially if they show that new camera yeah. from behind, and you just see those yellow gloves come <laughs> out, and he catches everything. Yeah. Uh, my brother Eric, who plays along. Uh, with us on this DraftKings and has, has been along with us, you know, on Pauly Sleeper since day one. Um, he's a huge Vikings fan because in Indy there wasn't a, a franchise, you know, when he was mm-hmm. growing up. So that's fair to, for him to be a Vikings oh, yeah, fan. Absolutely. And, and Colts fans that throw shade on him are just, ugh, you know, we weren't always here. We <laughs> exactly. had to like somebody else. But anyway, um, you know, he's really high on Thielen and he's a, an elite guy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's proven it enough and, and there's enough track record now for us to see that. He's an elite wide receiver. He'll get drafted probably uh, in the top seven next year. So, so do you think there is a a it's going to be consistent, or do you think he's going to be somebody that gets drafted early on next year and then? Well, in the top seven, I mean by like one of the top receivers. seven wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think round. it's consistent, but I mean, if you look at it, I mean, last year Stephon Diggs kind of broke out, but mm-hmm. that was with Sam Bradford as quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And then this year you have Case Keenum coming along, mm-hmm. but that's with Thielen. So it's like. It's kind of crazy because then you got you in a system you have three quarterbacks. Yeah, and you're waiting for Bridgewater to come back. Yeah, and what's the deal there? Are they going to well, bring him back? I think what they need to do now, going off of what Jackson was just saying, is since you know Keenum is balling out, mm-hmm. yeah. and to think that he got benched for God, I can't remember who he got. Benched he was in LA for. last year and got benched yeah. for golf. Yeah, yeah, and back wow. then golf wasn't getting it done. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, at all, no. um, they've both emerged. But he's emerged in that offense, you know. They need to show us a little bit of Teddy B. Uh, if they get into some blowout situations where there's garbage time to be had at the end and, and increase his trade value and just yeah. uh, trade him out. There's mm-hmm. so many teams that need quarterbacks, and he's coming off injury and cases balling out. Yeah. Trade him. Yeah. Uh, so that would be the best thing for Thielen and for that team, I think. And next year, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. yeah uh, if he comes sure. back healthy, you know, Lat Murray and uh, McKinnon have been getting it done, yeah. and they are a complete running back between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But Dalvin Cook is that running back. Yeah. Combined, he can but do even, all of those things. Even if you look at that team, though, I mean, with Cook coming back, they have a young defense. They have two good running backs behind even Cook with him out, yeah. with McKinnon and Murray. And you have a decent raw receiver core, a decent tight end. Very good, good cornerbacks. Like, they are primed to make a run for yeah. the next five years. I'm excited to see that because, you know, the Vikings, I feel like when I was growing up watching football, weren't that great. <laughs> they, were, no. they were always pretty pretty terrible. They so. are primed if they do the right thing yeah. and, and keep Case under center. Yeah. So <clears throat> the next thing that I wanted to get into because uh, Paulie informed me this last week before the podcast, it wasn't on the air. 
he said there's uh, another type of fantasy that you're into, yeah. and I wanted to get into that a little bit. This is a little bit of nonsense, guys. No football-related stuff for the next few minutes. But um, Jackson is into fantasy NASCAR. So, yes, sir. Um, I, I've heard that you're uh, doing fairly well in that as well. So let's uh, talk a little bit about that because I want to know how you even get graded for points with fantasy NASCAR. All right. So <clears throat> my kind of my backstory is when I'm actually a distant relative to mm. Rick Mears and Casey Mears. Oh, okay. uh, Rick Mears is a four-time Indy 500 champion. Holy cow. So racing kind of flows my blood. I actually no did. shit, man. You I didn't even know that. that. I'm distant relative. Oh, my family's a huge you know, Indy yeah. 5 fan. Obviously, they would, so, that's awesome. And then with that, um, we, I actually did um, race go-karts. Oh, um, nice. And got into a little... I got tested an open-wheel car once, but mm. I raced go-karts for eight years. Wow. And racing's just been... It's one of those passions I have. Mm. Um, but in 2014, I started playing fantasy NASCAR on Yahoo. Yeah. Just kind of getting a getting a hinge of what I like mm. and this past year just um we had a good year um just made <laughs> not right just picks. good no made good picks and i actually finished uh first in the uh overall rankings on yahoo oh wow so that's um, fucking crazy number one in the nation <laughs> out of uh, thousands and thousands of people i that's was number crazy. one so is it is just thousands of thousands it's i'm it's, not it's I'm, more, I'm just kidding i mean <laughs> yeah but i mean it's it's like Hundred thousand plus. Yeah, it's it's over a hundred thousand. Yeah, it might so be even more. I mean, it's that's pretty it's significant. Strong. But I mean, to see how many races would that be, and, and how many lineups are you doing? I mean, is there one every week? And it's just one every week. I mean, yeah. you just pick um, for so how long? How long is the season? Thirty six weeks. Wow. Thirty six weeks. Uh, that's, weeks. I mean, that's not just a fluke, man. But that's, I mean, that's why we were talking about this. That like, like Justin yeah. said, this doesn't have anything to do with fantasy football, <laughs> but it is a pretty and neat accomplishment. What's, yeah. what's cool about the Yahoo NASCAR? I um, could give a shit about racing fantasy no. football, but I still <laughs> yeah. or fantasy racing. I can't yeah. even say it. It just doesn't no. even flow off the tongue. I, but I, but I'm very impressed by that. Oh, but yeah. I mean, it's when you what, what I'm doing on that site and what I play. It's okay. Like pretend when you draft your fantasy football team. Yeah. Okay, you get this lineup and like. You got to make it work, or mm-hmm. you go to the waiver and you pick these people up. With the fantasy NASCAR, you only get nine starts per okay. driver the entire year. Oh wow! Nothing resets. Nothing like it's. So it's almost like an eliminator kind of. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you you gotta you gotta pick the right drivers. You gotta see what tracks they like. I mean, that's, it was it was awesome. tough. I mean, uh, <laughs> towards the end of the year, I was saving people to make a good run. Yeah. Um, because we have a trophy at work, and I got. So just some bragging rights. That's I mean, awesome. I just love it. But uh, yeah, that's to so crazy one. too to finish number one. That's fucking insane. That's yeah. Not, I got that's... nothing out of it. Like no money. No. <laughs> I was looking at my Yahoo account. Like, hey, let's get like a maybe a gift card. Yeah. Maybe like or a, did, yeah. like at least somebody contact you about yeah, it. Nothing. Like, like I'll be an expert. I would love to be. An but, email. Uh, Great job, Jackson, <laughs> for <laughs> finishing number one. And, and this I, is what you get. This I looked email. at my profile and it said just champion. I was like, that's it. I get, I get a <laughs> ribbon. Perfect. Hey, you still have the title. That's yeah. you know, we're not doing this for the money. We're yeah. doing this for the bragging rights. <laughs> That's so, awesome, though. Uh, that is something you should like. Definitely screenshot it or like save it or something. Oh, it's on like. Twitter. <laughs> it's one hundred percent on Twitter. It got no likes, but I mean, is it in the cloud? Then is that the? I'm yeah. forty four. I don't understand how the cloud <laughs> no, works. No, a lot awesome. of us don't. We just kind of pretend. So, so you is it in the cloud? Make is, sure you get it in the cloud. I think is. Yeah. You know. I don't want people so, having my stuff. Yeah, he doesn't want <laughs> so. other people to have access to the cloud. Um, so, th- so when you're scoring with that, is it just like you picking people in order, or how does it? Okay, so how they break it down, um, you get an A, a B, you get A, two B drivers, and a mm-hmm. C driver. Okay. Um, so they kind of rank them. So, like, if you were to think, like, okay, Martin Truex who just won the championship there. He yeah. was an A driver. Yeah. So you're getting they kind of break it down in categories. So like the best, middle, and then like some of the people that run like. 
25 the last place yeah. they break that down and you just gotta you gotta pick i mean it's it's super cool um, but awesome. how they do points is um you have to make your driver selections by the day they start practicing mm-hmm. um and if somebody gets on pole you get bonus points for that nice um if somebody leads a lap you get bonus points for that and it's all about how like i think if you win you get 90 points yeah okay but it's it's a complete breakdown it's if you if you're interested in motorsports and racing, that's uh, it's so much fun. Yeah. So so right now we have Polly from Polly Sleepers, and then we have somebody maybe overshadowing him with the uh, number one NASCAR fantasy uh, winner in the uh, Yahoo League. So I feel like I'm surrounded by greatness right now. Thank you guys. <laughs> um, so then my team is once again back to my personal uh, fantasy football team, which I'm just kind of using you guys to uh, increase my uh, level of uh, competence here. I have Antonio Brown and uh, Green Bay, and uh, or at Green Bay, and Antonio has had uh, a couple down games this year. Um, what do you feel like the outlook is with him against Green Bay? I think, I mean, if you look at it, the spread, um, I look a lot, when I do my research, I look at a lot of what the point total is and what the spread is. Um, and for the spread this week, Green Bay versus Pittsburgh, it's 14. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it, who's going to score? It's yeah. going to be either Brown or Bell. Mm-hmm. There's no juju this week. Yeah. It's at home. And if you look at it, Brown always goes off at home. Yeah. Um, and then going against a weak, I mean weak secondary, um, Brown's determined. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at it on the, on the year, Green Bay is averaging 1.21 fantasy points per target. That's oh, fourth wow. worth in the league. Jeez. That's like, I mean, every time somebody's catching the ball, they're scoring. Yeah, <laughs> and if you give him, t- I mean, that's what he does. Sometimes with his hands, sometimes with his head. Yeah. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, you give so him yeah, ten receptions. You give him ten receptions. That's over. I think it's fourteen points. Yeah. And then you get maybe a touchdown. It's over twenty. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy to think that he's just he's got a really really good chance to hit ten receptions. Yeah, so and it's a good it's a good outlook for him. Then yeah, he'll be fine. He kind of uh, I was actually at the Indy Pittsburgh game, and he he kind of disappeared in the Indy Pittsburgh game. Like that yeah. was Melvin has actually been shutting down kind of uh, number one uh, wide receivers, isn't that Melvin? Melvin's been doing good, but I mean, I, th- I heard a stat this morning, kind of some story, but when. It doesn't really matter who the cornerback is unless you're facing like Patrick Peterson, Jalen yeah. Ramsey. I mean, when you get a stud corner, mm-hmm. um, Melvin's not really like he doesn't pop the eye. Right. Um, but when you have a pass rush that's getting to the quarterback, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna make that cornerback better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's just how I feel. I mean, Brown will Brown's gonna eat. So yeah. I would, he's, I would he's literally only had I want to say like three games that he didn't have double digits or something like that it's one two three right. and when four. he gets you 13 you're like uh you know <laughs> yeah. but i mean still that's, but then that's when he his, gets almost 40 last right. week and 13 is literally like his floor so yeah. but yeah. i mean i think this week his floor is probably more like 20 yeah yeah so <clears> ceiling <throat> is 60 depending on your scoring system I've, I've seen him score 60 in our league at work because it's amped up a bunch so yeah. Yeah. you know i mean yeah he's he's, he's great the last the last thing about once again just my personal stuff uh what do you think about deandre hopkins at baltimore because i'm playing against somebody with d hopkins that's tough i mean that is i mean baltimore, has a, baltimore has a steady secondary yeah jimmy um, smith is uh is their top corner and uh he can he can he can put some havoc down but um the cool thing is you know that whether it's watson or whether it's uh, uh savage savage i mean they both know to uh get the ball in their top guy's hands i mean they will they will force feed him no matter if they're double yeah. covered or not. So uh, I mean, Hopkins has a horrible cash rate. I mean, he'll probably get seven, probably fourteen targets, but yeah. he'll catch seven or eight balls. But um, you know, 
He doesn't have the best matchup this week, but um, you, you don't have to worry about matchups with guys no. like that. They're yeah. pretty much matchup proof. <laughs> Even when they go against, I mean, when he went against Patrick Peterson, uh, he still he, he still provided yeah. a positive line. Yeah. yeah, didn't he score? He scored. I thought he, he was he, like eighty-five yards on a score. That's wow. against the top cornerback in the league. So uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you don't ever worry about him. No. So I'm uh, starting because the reason I asked this question is, is I'm starting the Baltimore defense against the Houston Texans, but he he does have DeAndre Hopkins, so I'm just kind of oh that's a great play. I mean, they have been uh, the Baltimore D has been strong this year, yeah, very strong. So they they could score really big. So then the last last thing that I want to get into for um, just my personal stuff and like the stuff that I wanted to talk about with you guys is <clears throat> my wife tends to have a really good fantasy football team. And I know that people listening to this, if they're playing in our league, they're going to be um, annoyed, but I'm going to use my ability to try to give her a little bit of help because her team always starts off great. She's in the opposite conference. So I won her in the championship because if no matter what, my last name's still going on that trophy. <laughs> so, yeah, I do have a, I have her team pulled up. Um, but uh, so my thing is, is her team always starts off great. She was uh, she's eight and three this year. Hand it to me so I can check the waiver. Yeah, here you go. After, no, listen. Okay. Hand it to me and so, um, so she she started off. Um, I want to say she lost one game in the beginning of the season. Then she's lost two in a row. Um, but she's eight and three. And the problem that she's always gone into into the playoffs is she doesn't really make changes to her team. So when injuries happen, stuff like that, she might pick somebody off the waiver that's at the top of the list just because she knows that that person's projected to do well. Your buddies are going to be pissed. Yeah. I mean, you're asking us to help you know, that really good team get over the hump and get that championship. Once again, I'm, I'm all in it for myself. So, um, <laughs> so what I want to know is like what your guys' thoughts are on any kind of like waiver wide receivers or running backs that you guys may like this uh, going into the playoff time. So um, list off her team of bench real quick. So so, you know. so Jen's team is Drew Brees and LaShawn McCoy. Uh, this is the person she's starting. Tarek Cohen from Chicago. <laughs> great. I, I, he's a sleeper for me. This T.Y. Week. Hilton. Solid. Oh, Ted, super solid. Ted Ginn Jr., who – I, I told her to pick him up like in that like helpful but like also kind of like a negative way because she drafted Ted Ginn. I said, go ahead and draft him like because I'm thinking, oh, you know, he's not going to be that great, but he's not going to be that good, like terrible. So she's not going to be mad that I told her to the, the advice. But that's what happens every time I give her advice. The player ends up doing awesome. And then I feel like a. Dumbass but when you try to give advice, you're like, okay, I got this one spot that's available now. Like, heck yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. you're benefiting. Yeah. So then she's got Zach Ertz tight end wow, once again. Great. That guy, I said, yeah, go ahead and take him. He hasn't been that great the, like the previous years. <laughs> that's how's that fine. worked out? Like that's going to help her. And then clearly, it's just like it's the tight end pick of the draft. I mean, you probably probably drafted him as the third or fourth overall tight end. Yeah, but she's real heavy with the uh, the Saints. So she's got Drew Brees. Um, Ted Ginn, Michael Thomas, uh, Seahawks D. She doesn't need any help, man. Yeah. She just <laughs> Seahawks D and Chris Boswell. But though the, the the issue is is her um, is her bench, which is Jeremy Macklin. That's great. Do you play? Jackson do you play, loves that guy. Do you play Jeremy Macklin or Ted Ginn? I play Macklin over Ginn this week. Yeah, I agree. I love Ted Ginn, and you know that we talked about him earlier this year. I mean, he's like you know uh, increased his catch rate this year over mm -hmm. his career by fifty percent. Yeah, uh, he still is hot and cold. Um, so is Macklin, but not really lately. He's had three very solid games in a row, and they're going against uh, Houston's horrible secondary. He could absolutely blow the fuck up this week. <laughs> um, and Ted Ginn. Could get a touchdown and have seventy yards. I mean, but Macklin has is, is got 
150 yard and two touchdown upside yeah. and, and it's amazing yeah get get him in there yeah she's just been she's just really been struggling at uh at running back and then seattle's d because seattle like i mean that just kind of went downhill really quick after the injury san fran this week so I mean, they, they, look should, good they, on, right. they look good on paper yeah but i mean when you lose you lose thomas or you lose chancellor uh, who's their corner? Sherman. Yeah. Frank Clark. I mean, you the, lose. The Legion of Boom is the Legion of pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's so. And but, once Deshaun Watson exposed him, I mean, it's went downhill yeah. from there. But it's a great play this week. They're going against the Niners. I mean, last time they played this year, the game was 12-9. to nine. No mm, one scored yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. So. And then the, the – so basically, off the top of your head, can you guys think of any kind of wide receivers or – uh, running backs that you guys have that you're interested in that might be on the waiver more often than not because some teams like I said some leagues aren't the uh, the deepest when it comes to analyzing data and things like that I've got a few um, uh, Robbie Anderson who we've already mentioned in lineups today at the Jets hey, hold on one second so also guys if you're listening and you're and you're in this league you can also use this information this is not just to help out Jen so go ahead actually waivers have cleared so if these guys are out there I mean I doubt he is yeah um I uh like uh McKissick if you want to get a running back especially in a PPR league I mean mm-hmm. you know the running backs there none of them have done any good and he seems to be a better fit um, and catches five, six, seven balls a game. So if you need a Hail Mary, you need a running back, I would definitely look to uh, pick up that McKissick. Um, and uh, Kenny Stills, if he's out there, um, he, you know, I don't know. Um, and then some of the rookies that have g- getting healthy and second-year guys, um, the Corey brothers, Corey Coleman at uh, Cleveland, because mm-hmm. they're going to have to keep throwing, and he's a beast. Ten targets last week uh, in the comeback. Oh, wow. Um, and then uh, Corey Davis mm-hmm. for Tennessee. And if, if Rashard Matthews, um, is is uh, is out because he's I'm a game time sure decision. Is, yeah, he's uh, close. Well, he a lot of times Tennessee will let their players play really? if, if they want to. They're really old school like that. Yeah, and they've done that with Demarco Murray a bunch. Mm-hmm. So um, you know he, he's questionable with a hamstring game time, and it's kind of his decision, I think. Mm-hmm. But he might be limited. And Corey Davis uh, just got back from injury and has been getting targeted heavily. Yep. He's a special talent. Uh, tiptoe sideline catches, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he has like a four-two-six speed. Wow! So uh, those Corey Davis and Corey uh, Coleman, I would definitely look to pick up. Um, Tyler Croft mm-hmm. at tight end, if you need one. I mean, it's been a tough year for tight ends. Charles Clay could definitely Jin, become relevant. If somebody's got, probably dropped Charles Clay. He was hurt, mm-hmm. but he was balling out. He was original Pauly sleeper from week one this year and was just balling out and got hurt, and he's coming back and emerging. Um, so uh, uh, if he's out there, pick up Charles Clay. Yeah, my uh, – Jen um, – <laughs> I can't believe this. She she got Zach Ertz, and then she also picked up Connor Brate right at the like perfect time. And Connor Brate had a couple of really good games, and that's when oh she, Cameron Brate or Cameron Brate. He's right. had two stinkers though. Yeah, I mean, yep. he needs Winston back. Yeah, but that's um, that's when she like she yeah. picked him up Fitz when Magic he was playing well. Not. But in the beginning of the year, he was. I mean, I have him on my team, yeah. and he was completely killing it for yeah. me. But then <laughs> I told Josh to pick him up in our league, yeah. and uh, and he did, and he was balling out. Yeah. He was like, dude, Paulie, that's the best advice you've ever given. But the last two weeks. He's gone to no man's yeah. land, so it's a good thing she's got Ertz. Exactly, um, but yeah, so that league, I am, I think, firmly in position to make the playoffs. So, if if I haven't talked about this league on the podcast that much before, I started the league. The very first year, I won the league, 
every year since then I've finished in the bottom half at least. So it's it's really good. It feels good to be back on the uh, winning side of things. So um, I'm hoping that uh, it just continues. I, I was really I've, I was and what I've noticed is um, recently having a lot of players on the same team has actually benefited me. For example, the Lions. I have Stafford. I have uh, Golden Tate, and then their kicker as well. Mm-hmm. And I came back from being down fifty points because of those three players. Like that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be great. It, it's feast or famine, though, as yeah. we found out this week. Uh, I mean, if they do sputter and have an off game, which anybody yeah. can, that hurts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, look at the high-powered offenses, and, and people are stacked with Rams and yep. and Saints. Yep. And uh, I mean, didn't you say you had Kamara and Ingram at one I point? I did, and I could. I should have kept them. Never or at in least, the history, least, but you never know. I mean, you, I, yeah. you really do never know. I never mean, in the history of fantasy football has there been two running backs in the same team this relevant and since, sustained that well. Since Adrian Peterson has left, they are the number one and number two running yeah. backs in PPR. Number one and number two. So um, we play try to play them together in fantasy a bunch. And uh, if you guys uh, stay tuned till the end, I'm gonna. I actually have a lineup that has both of them in it. Yeah, this week. they they. I had them both, and um, it was when I drafted Ingram in the draft, and then I picked up Kamara later on mm-hmm. because Ingram had a couple of like slower slower games. So I was like, oh, I'll just pick up Kamara because in case Ingram gets hurt, then I needed a roster spot, so I dropped Kamara. When if I was smart and kept both of them, I could have played them both every week and been even better than I've been. So it's one of those things that uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So That's for sure. <laughs> but I mean, you never. I mean, once they traded Peterson, which I mean, that was that was always that was a positive move from the beginning. Like, should, they should have never signed him. Yeah. But I mean, the impact that these two have had in this offense. I mean, you still have a Hall of Fame quarterback in Breeze, yeah. and he's barely doing anything. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they want to do in 09 when they want it. Yeah. They had an amazing running game, and that was one of Breeze's you know, down years statistically yeah. too, but he doesn't care if he's throwing for 404 or 202. Yeah, as long um, as they're winning. And, and he still will get it done. I mean, he's not a bad fantasy quarterback this no. year, but yeah, if you have – him with Michael Thomas and one of those running backs. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, that's just a smash, smash offense. Yeah. So <clears throat> the last thing that I wanted to get into was the uh, the rest of your lineups and then also anything else that you guys might have that you want to say before the uh, the game start to give some people some last minute advice, maybe keep them on the line a little bit so that they'll stay and finish the uh, podcast out. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to get into, you know, the thought process this week. And we yeah. talked last week about, you know, I just thought, well, you know, going forward, I'm just going to start, you know, giving out the lineups more and just getting, you know, basic on that and not getting into the, my thought process and the research because people don't want to hear all that yeah. shit. And the feedback that I got was, yes, we do. Yeah, Paul. people like to hear that because we want to hear. Can... We want to hear why you like certain players. We want to know why you've derived at that, and you keep it interesting. And that's why I've started to do this. You know, that's why I decided to do this a long time ago because mm-hmm. some of it is so boring. <laughs> and that's why I thought people didn't want to hear that, but they do. Um, so. Um, this is what we're, we talked about it earlier, weather, and going forward, it's going to be more and more of a factor, so you could completely fade games if there's that wind. Yeah. Um, we look at implied point totals in Vegas, and, and Jackson talked about that earlier, the high-scoring games. This week, the implied total big games are Tennessee and uh, the Colts, New England, Miami, although that's the wind game, so that's the yeah. one that I'm fading, uh, which is great. I hope everybody loads up on them, yeah. and the wind is a huge factor like it was in KC Giants a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, um, looking at the spreads, and the running backs we're playing are, are, are we tend to pay for running backs that are at home with implied, you know, uh, big point favorites. 
because, uh, you know, if, if that goes according to plan, they're icing out the game at the end of the game. Um, we're looking at target and market share and increases in market share um, and guys that are primed to, to get the ball more. And that's, you know, a, a lot of the guys that I started talking about at the beginning of the year are emerging and have been emerging. So, um, you know, you just follow the trends. Um, and then um, injuries, obviously. And then a couple injuries I wanted to get into this week, which is making a big um, you know, impact on our decisions, is uh, De- uh, Devontae Freeman is out for the Falcons, which mean, means it's the uh, uh, Tevin Coleman show. Uh, so Coleman, uh, IU, Hoosier. Um, so, um, you know, he last week we played him and he was really cheap. And I said, you know, it's not the best matchup at Seattle, obviously, but he's going to get so much of the ball and he got 12 points. So DK points at home this week. Now they're making you pay for him, but that's fine for me. Uh, he's 6,500 bucks on DK. He's not super high price. He's definitely not sleeper price, um, but he's going to get 70% of that market share. So I like Coleman with Freeman out. Um, now, we're going to do a lot of Tariq Cohen because uh, one of my theories, and we'll talk about it more moving forward, is just the fantasy community and all the guys that put out all the stuff. That's why I do my first take yeah. before a lot of it gets out and all these, you know, the Roto Grinders and the and the uh, Pro Football Focus guys and all those guys get out there and the, and the Swole cast mm-hmm. and start giving their takes. And um, there's one thing I'm starting to realize. It's a conspiracy theory, which I thought you would like. <laughs> I do love Because I've heard your conspiracy theory show. <laughs> so we're going to work on this, and I don't have a ton of empirical data yet but i talked to somebody who knows somebody who hit really big uh two weeks ago and um when i heard the name i'm not going to give the name out but he's Mm -hmm. on a a lot of the uh uh, podcasts and uh videos yeah but um he hit big and and they do i mean that's why they're experts in, in daily fantasy i haven't hit big big like that you know i'm betting you know a dollar to five dollars, sometimes twenty bucks, and mm-hmm. you know I've hit for eight hundred, yeah, and that's why that's I'm still awesome. doing it, you yeah. know. But um, you know the big hit is coming. Um, but his lineup consisted of several guys that he wasn't talking about on his shit. I heard him a couple times so that he's week. He's trying to not give out. the So best there was an lineups. email sent to this guy and was like, "Hey man, I'm a big fan. I heard about your win. <laughs> um, just curious. Uh, blah 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 and blah blah blah. You didn't say anything about them this week." Mm-hmm. What's up with that? And he was like, oh, yeah, I do. A, yeah, ha, you know, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, hit a good one this week. Got lucky. I do a lot of lineups, and, and that one consisted of, yeah, a few uh, guys that were out there, and they all happened to hit. Bullshit. Yeah. These are guys that, that these industry insiders <laughs> are keeping from you. Yeah. And the guy this week that everybody's talking about that's going to hit is McKissick. Mm-hmm. And remember, we were burned by Rex Burkhead last week. Mm-hmm. Everybody played him. He was super cheap on DraftKings. He crapped out. He fumbled early. Mm-hmm. There's 14 running backs on that team. So if you fumble <laughs> at the beginning of the game, you're not going to see that much more yeah. uh, playing time. And so he crapped out. It didn't hurt you because he was cheap. And a lot of people played him. So that meant he didn't hurt you. Because mm-hmm. you're also looking at... Uh, the amount that these guys are being played, their percentage of starts. And in GPPs, if somebody's getting started, like, you know, 30% of the people to 50% of the people are playing them, then, you know, that makes that kind of a free space if that person goes off. You have to have them. Um, but I think uh, this week, everyone's talking about J.D. McKissick. So I like Tariq Cohen yeah. for Philly on the road against uh, – or for Chicago yeah. on the road against Philly. Um Came out of the gate this year smashing, got 12 targets in the passing game week one, and that happened once last year the entire year. Yeah. Someone got 12 targets once, and this year it happened in the first week, and then they stopped playing him. Yeah. Well, I think they're getting him ready to unleash 
And Jordan Howard has been hot and cold, and the Eagles' D is the number one D. So on the road, I think I don't think Jordan Howard will get it done. They're going to get behind in that game, so that's going to be a lot of Tariq Cohen. I think Tariq Cohen is the guy that those industry insiders are not telling you about because yeah. he's $100 more than J.D. McKissick. Schmootsums. <laughs> Schmootsums. <laughs> McKissick. It doesn't even sound like a player you want to play, does it? McKissick? No. Last time they played, Seattle and the 49ers, I mean, McKissick, if you don't know who he is, mm-hmm. is going to be featured for Seattle this week because their running backs suck. Yeah. Um, and he actually is a good fit for that offense. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I like for him to probably get eight to 12 points, but, mm-hmm. which will return value. But um, Cohen will be that guy that just gets 28 mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah. But to kind of roll off your point on pivoting from McKissick to um, Cohen, I kind of did some research. And in the past three games, the Seahawks have only ran the ball with a running back 53 times. That is seventy three yeah. games, right? Three yeah. games. Wow. Russell Wilson is throwing the ball seventy one percent of the time yeah, during that span. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and then I've always told you this: is I go a lot based on like gut feeling. I don't yeah. really have a lot of the time to, or I do have time, but I just I choose to work on this stuff. Um, but with the stats and everything, <clears throat> like I said, I don't get, I don't do a lot of research. But um, when I watched sorry. Cohen. Cohen is the one that passes the eye test. When you're watching a guy and he just looks exactly. like a football player yeah. and he looks like a stud, exactly. that's what – like when I saw him like diving into the end zone and getting flipped into the end zone or something but like that. But he's like I'm a like, Darren Sproles type. Yeah. Like he, he, just, yeah. he pops the eye and it's Athletic like, yes. as I was like, that guy out. is somebody you should probably be looking at to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so um, building our lineups this week too, another guy that a lot of people are going to be playing because a lot of the insiders are talking about him is Russell Wilson. And I know he sounds like a great play, and, and yeah, he probably is. But um, he's uh, he's on the road at San Fran, and those guys play each other tight. And Seattle tends to play to their opponent this mm-hmm. year. The, the The last time they played, like I said, the game score was twelve to nine. But they've had games in the thirties and forties, and and but every time their opponent is within three or five points. So yeah. I think it'll be one a low scoring division game. Um, he's going to run the ball a lot, so mm-hmm. he's going to score. But I think he's a free space. I think I've got guys that have the same upside as his scoring and yeah he'll probably hit 30 points but i think these other guys that i'm playing are just as likely to get 30 points and they're cheaper so i'm gonna let everybody play russell wilson this week and the reason why we like golf is because marshawn Lattimore, who we've talked about mm-hmm. who's the best rated cornerback in the country right now and uh it's his rookie year he's having the best rookie year at the position since uh uh champ bailey yeah he's out his counterpart on the other side, the number two cornerback, is out. Oh, wow. And um, and then they have a defensive uh, Okafor. Okafor, yeah. Yeah, Okafor is out. So, you know, New Orleans' defense has been smashing lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cu- first couple weeks they didn't do well at all, but they've got had their shit together. But they're on the road, and they're missing key elements. So mm-hmm. Goff has been great the ro- on the road, and Goff is the most common denominator among uh, millionaire millionaire lineups this year than any other player. Oh, wow. So on the millionaire hits every week, more often than not, Goff is in that lineup. And we've played a lot of him this year, too. And he's uh, he's 6,700, and uh, Wilson is 7,000. So I like so, Goff yeah. at home just as much. Yeah. And he'll run the ball, too. He probably won't run the ball as much as Russ, because lately Russ is just taking off. Yeah. If it's not there, he goes. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely I'm not saying Russ is a bad play this week. Uh, just fantasy, we're, we're kind of thinking um, – uh, contrarian. So, yeah. Jackson, do you want to talk about contrarian a little bit? Yeah, I mean, contrarian, you could kind of look at, I mean, one person I'm looking at, um, contrarian-wise, is Corey Coleman. Yeah. Um, you look at his stats. I from mean, the Browns. From the Browns, yeah. Um, he's he's only played 14 games in his career. He's yeah. a second-year player. 
but he's not he's never healthy mm-hmm. and when he comes back he gets double digit targets instantly yeah um, he, he broke his hand two years in a row i mean what are the odds of that yeah. literally I mean, he yeah. broke his hand two that's, years that's in a row. better than darren sproles breaking your well, he broke his hip, he broke his hip arm and all and in one play in his knee that's yeah. insane yeah yeah <laughs> he did have like three major injuries on oh that wow play. i mean r.i.p darren sproles is just <laughs> fantastic i mean in respect because yeah. i mean huge ppr machine and a great guy but some of these other guys are the next Darren yeah. Sproles I think they're out there the next Darren Sproles are out there right now mm-hmm. and and uh um Kamara AK41 mm-hmm. is one of them because and, I mean he he's everybody thinks he's small but he's like 215 pounds yeah he's not and small. like six feet tall yeah. so. and the sad part is we have a Darren Sproles like player here in Indy he just does not see the field. <laughs> Hashtag Marlon Mack. Yes, yeah. like it's, it's the Mack attack is coming if we get someone that can coach football. I mean, we all know how to coach this oh team better than Chuck Pagano. It's so, it's so sad. Like, <laughs> oh, he in, God, he's horrible. It was that San Fran game, I think. And he came in and he just electrified the entire team. And then all of a sudden, Gore goes out the next game and gets 18 touches. And it's like, it's, the it's, gets two. It's what I, he I, doesn't know when to call timeouts. It's what we and talked usually about. usually he's calling a timeout in favor of the other team. Yeah. He's done it like three times in the past three years. And it's, it's what amazing. we talked about before going into the game that I went to see, the Steelers and Colts game. I talked about it on the podcast before the game. Pagano doesn't make halftime adjustments. No. Like They continue the same plan, uh-huh. and that's why they lose. Like I mean, and one of the reasons why they lose, because – you know Pittsburgh. We went into half. And we were up, and yeah. we were we were winning that game. And, and then you were, con- you were containing Pittsburgh. Yeah. That was the thing. Like you just go. I mean, it's and just, then it's Pittsburgh sad. changed their offense up, and then he couldn't make any adjustments no. to to respond to that. It's just it's sad. We'll get we'll get somebody else better in there eventually. But I mean, more reason for me to like Coleman. He last week they played Jacksonville, yeah. and for when we talked about Jacksonville, is it's honestly the defense. best. It's the best defense in the league right now. And he saw eleven targets and caught six. I mean. And that's versus that's I mean, solid. I mean, and you're going to go going to get up against Cincinnati. I mean, they're not they're not bad, but it's not Jacksonville. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you're going to be behind, I think they're going to be trailing. Honestly, Coleman's going to go off. I really do believe that. And yeah. for the forty three hundred, it's not a bad price. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, uh, we're looking at the uh, you know speaking of the Browns, let's talk a lot about the Browns. Um, I do like their defense this week for twenty five hundred. Um, yeah, that's sad. Uh, super contrarian play though. I mean, it's just so crazy. It might work. And if it does work, um, then you're so you're a genius. I expect a low scoring game, and um, they've told um, Miles Garrett to to feast. Uh, the the stat the defensive staff said go get him. Mm-hmm. They have a t- uh, shutdown almost. You know. Pretty close to shutdown corner. McCourty's and, good. And, De- and McCourty, who will be on A.J. Green. Um, and um, something interesting that happened last week with Isaiah Crowell, and you were talking about him earlier in the year. He's mm-hmm. on a contract year, yep. and you were talking about contract years. So yep. this is one of the reasons why I'm talking about this, because it ties into what you've yes, talked about, perfect. Um, Callback. Yeah, yeah, fall back to that. <laughs> um, last week they played um, the Jags, and the uh, uh, safety for the Jags played – in Cleveland last week and was very vocal throughout the week about how his disdain for, for them and their organization. So Tayshawn Gibson. Tayshawn yeah, Gibson. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, very good. Um, so after the game, um, uh, after a loss, um, Crowell uh, exchanged jerseys publicly with this guy. Uh-oh. Exchanged their jerseys. So um, coach speak is something I listen to, and there's mm-hmm. times when you just want to tune it out. Because mm-hmm. they'll talk about about a guy that you know isn't, isn't getting the ball, and we'll say, we're going to get so-and-so more looks this week, and then they don't play him, and you play him in your fantasy league, and you're like, hey, coach, what happened? <laughs> so that's coach speak. But when Isaiah Crowell pulls a jump-the-shark move like this, yeah. and there's somebody like Duke Johnson that fits way better in that offense, and Duke Johnson week one 
on Pauly Sleepers. I said, this is going to be a guy we're going to play later. <laughs> he fits this offense really, really well. Um, you know, they didn't address really the, the Crowell situation uh, per se amongst the coaching staff, but the head coach said, we need to get Duke Johnson the ball more in between the tackles rushes mm-hmm. last week he had seven which is high for him yeah if we start seeing 10 plus rushes and still catches the ball five six seven eight times a game he lights up in the slot as a mm-hmm. wide receiver that's also something they talked about doing with him in training camp it's just it's getting them a while to get that going mm-hmm. and and uh when you know they've got coleman coming back and then they've got josh gordon coming back yeah. next week no way Next week, I Can, thought he was done with football. I think we already talked. We've already talked about this, but I could have sworn he was coming done with, the, back. with football. But I mean, we can break breaking news right now. He'll be high next week when they play the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's probably. I mean, that's. I mean, if we're going yeah. with the track record. That's yeah, probably he fairly did admit accurate. To getting fucked up before every, every game, yeah. either either versus. Uh, He's chiefing up some spliff or uh, or being drunk. Yeah. Um, but Duke Johnson, um, then the running backs coach said, um, uh, yeah, we need to get our best play- playmaker on the field yeah. this week and get him out there more. So um, he's 4600 bucks on DraftKings this week. We really, really like him, and that's why. We're staying in the flames with uh, with Hunt and Julio because I just feel like, you know, they're played so much that when when they have 10 to 13, which is a bad game for them, but when you're looking at DraftKings, just like on your fantasy team, if everyone hits for double digits, it's looking like a good week. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to pay up for those guys and then have them hit for 10 for 13. Yeah. But when you do, it's because they're in smash bots and most of the people are playing them, so it's another mm-hmm. free spot. Yeah. So you have to play them this week. Um, Hunt is uh, going against the worst Buffalo run D uh, at home, uh, home uh, favorite in that game. Julio is going up against uh, the worst secondary in Tampa Bay at home, and um, he averages 26 draft game points versus Tampa Bay in his career. And to even add more fuel to this fire, I did some research last night, in five career games versus Tampa Bay at home in, in Atlanta, Julio has gone for 32 receptions, 521 yards, and six scores. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, there you have it, good, guys. Good spot for even, I mean, Julio. Even with Julio, I mean, I looked at more like, with how I do with the wide receiver cornerback matchup. He goes up against Robert McClain. Mm-hmm. Julio is a freak specimen. Yeah. I mean, 6'3", 220. Mm-hmm. This guy he's going up against is 5'9", Damn. 195. I'm sorry, but that's like that's a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you put, just throw like it up there. Lance on Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just saying. <laughs> you could just toss it up to him. He's going to mm-hmm. catch it. We like to focus on a, two defenses, uh, or maybe three at the most, every week. Last week we did Eagles and Chargers, and they both smashed. And on Thanksgiving we did some cash lineups uh, featuring 100% Chargers, and they smashed. Mm-hmm. So this week, um, guess who one of the defenses is? It's the Eagles at home versus the Bears. <laughs> Possibly windy game, too. Yeah, You're going to throw wind in the mix with Trubisky? He's already mm-hmm. likely to score or, or to uh, throw up three or four picks. Yeah. So Eagles will feast. And then Falcons, if they get up like we think they're going to, uh, that pass rush is feeding. Pierce and mm-hmm. Fitzmagic will be blindsided. I guarantee you he gets hit in the back this week and has no idea it's coming. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, plus, if, if more reason to play Atlanta, you got Fitzpatrick. I mean, last year he threw six interceptions in one game. Oh, wow. And if, if Tampa Bay's yeah. down, this dude's yeah. going to throw, and then he might throw some errant throws. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, we talk about like three touchdown upside, four touchdown upside. He has six interceptions. But also, downside. Atlanta does have 11 sacks in the past two weeks. Yeah. All right. Um, so, a couple more injuries, really quick. Um, 
Uh, Tampa Bay's fourth-graded uh, pro football-focused run-stopping defensive end is out, which increases uh, Tevin Coleman's <clears throat> value even more. Miami's number one-graded run-stopping defensive end, and, and granted, the defensive tackle are the guys who are who are paid to stop the run, but there's some defensive ends in this league that do really well with it too. And these guys are are two of the top five. They're both out this week, mm-hmm. and Miami they're going against uh, uh, New England at home. Yeah. And with my bubble wrap theory, you know, uh, Lewis is in a, a great. We're not going to get cute and pick Burkhead or White this week. Yeah. We're going to we're going to go with Lewis, and and it will be Burkhead or White because that <laughs> yeah. that it's, will kill you. Um, Jarvis Landry um, has uh, the best wide receiver cornerback matchup this week at eighty five percent on Pro Football Focus. Wow. Um, and uh, Julio Jones is fifty percent. So, I mean, Julio's in a smash spot if he's in the 20 to 30% range, but he's 50%. And uh, Hargreaves is uh, Tampa Bay's cornerback that's yeah. out this week, too. Yeah. So their second-best cornerback is out, which means there's not going to be much help there. Um, so uh, T.Y. Hilton is in a smash spot at home against a susceptible Tennessee D. Now, granted, they are better uh, in, in, uh, um, in the league amongst um, not allowing 20-yard-plus plays, yes, mm-hmm. which T.Y. Way. is good at, but I think they can bring him in and get him more involved in the short game, and he'll he'll have the PPR value. And um, I think he's a good play at home. I think you have to play T.Y. at home. A couple weeks ago, we said T.Y., and he was the top yeah. fantasy player that week. Yeah. He's 6,700 this week. Also, Jack Doyle at 4,500. I mean, he's just a target monster. Um, he does same, same time, sometimes have baby hands. Yeah. Um, but there's a connection there. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you want to get into the lineups, we'll give out uh, a few more here. So, yeah. quick thing if you were to choose, if you were to choose between Doyle and Hilton, who are you going with? Um, absolutely, T.Y. Hilton. See, I disagree with that. I really do. I mean, if you look at Hilton, I mean, he's, he's a 20 yard play kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his, that's his game. But with Doyle, he I did bring up a point to not play the player yeah. that I said to play, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I, but I mean, with, with Hilton, I mean, Tennessee, like to kind of aforemention your point, Tennessee has given up the least amount of 20 yard plays. Yeah. What does T.Y. Hilton feast on? But they are allowing right. the third so Doyle most could receptions. Get eight, nine catches yeah. for yeah. 90, 100 yards. And this if this week, game definitely. shoots out like we're expecting, I mean, the, the total is, I think the total is 45 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think it'll go over that. And I think yeah. they'll both feast, actually. Yeah. That's crazy. So the one thing that I wanted to bring up, too, is um, last week we did questions that people called in and um, asked us, you know, fantasy questions. If this is something that we're going to continue to do, I do want you guys to uh, definitely send those in. You can send them in to the email at juice in the uh, juice in the morning at gmail.com and then the phone number to call is 317-762-5823. That's my Google voice account so that I can. um not give out my personal phone number. Um, it still goes to my phone, but at least I know when it's going to that number, I can ignore it and it'll go right to voicemail. That way you guys can leave a question. And, um, you know, I appreciate you guys coming on and doing it. I mean, we're, we're getting right to an hour. So I want you to give out your last couple of lineups and then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Um, we'll do, um, shout out to Chad Snipes, original, uh, Pauly sleeper clan. Um, he's been playing along and uh, has been um, doing really well, and I wanted to um, give him some props this week. Um, and uh, we'll get into this here. We'll um, do one with Matt Ryan at home. Let's play him uh, with uh, Tevin Coleman, Christian McCaffrey. He's another guy that uh, the ex- experts aren't talking about this week, and he's getting a ton of looks. Um, and he's actually like fourth in the league in red zone targets for a running back that's crazy. Um, so Ryan, Tevin Coleman, Christian McCaffrey, Julio Jones – Mohamed Sanu, 
um, Robbie Anderson, George Kittle, Larry Fitzgerald, and the Falcons D. And then we'll do a couple more of the Goff ones because we really like Goff. Goff, Duke Johnson, Todd Gurley, Alshon Jeffries, Cooper Cup, Michael Thomas, um, uh, Cook, the tight end in uh, Oakland, Corey Coleman, and the Browns. Then we'll do Goff, uh, Kareem Hunt, um, Alvin Kamara, Mohamed Sanu, Cooper Cup, Sammy Watkins, so both the wide receivers there, Tyler Croft, um, and then we'll do Deion Lewis and the Pats D. And then Goff with Cohen, um, AK41, Alvin Kamara, Kenny Stills, uh, Cooper Cup, Julio Jones, Jack Doyle, Zach Ertz, and the Falcons D. And then a couple Hail Mary plays, what the hecks. Um, we're going to do Paxton Lynch for uh, Denver. And the reason why is because the running backs are Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Okay. Now you like it. Um, <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. And then let's do, um, how about Brandon Cooks in there too? Cooks is like one of my favorite plays of the week. So can we get Cooks in there? Let's do Paxton Lynch with both the New Orleans running backs and Brandon Cooks, Robbie Anderson, Emmanuel Sanders, um, Cook, uh, Jared Cook, um, Devontae Booker, and the Falcons D. And then the other Hail Mary is Matt Moore um, with Tevin Coleman, Christian McCaffrey, Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, um, and Brandon Cooks, Tyler Croft, Alshon Jeffrey, and the Falcons D. Good luck, guys. I like it. Thank you guys. Thanks you. Thanks Jackson. Thanks Polly for coming on and doing the show. I appreciate you guys doing it. Um, it's uh, I think something that we're going to continue doing. So uh, we'll we'll look forward to that. And you know maybe we'll do something uh, next month before the playoffs or something like that. Um, you know the doing because today I have three podcasts scheduled for today. So I'm doing this one. Look for the uh, podcast um, on Monday that we're going to be doing after this with Shane. We're actually going to have an Arena Football League player in the in the studio, and we're going to be talking to him about some conspiracy stuff um, as well as some of his uh, stuff that he does with football. So it's going to be awesome. And uh, that's cool. Like I said, we're going to talk some flat Earth. I can't tell if he through the conversation with him if he's a uh, supporter of that movement or not. So we'll be finding out on Monday. Um, and then I think I'm going to be on the smug cast podcast as well, which is the guys out of Greenwood. So it's a, it's a busy day, but, uh, look for those podcasts tomorrow and then, you know, good luck with your NFL fantasy today. Do what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And, uh, we're going to go out to some NFL films music. Oh, I'm going to edit that. <laughs> I just wanted to just.